What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey guys, I'm Kaylee Shore, and this is Too Much to Say. But don't go Well, I hope you guys all had a wonderful new year. I had a super fun time. Um, the one thing that did not go well is um, we took some group photos at a really small get together, but we took some group photos. Everybody's all dressed up. And I was told that we were making awkward faces um, and nobody else did it. And so in all of these photos from New Year's, everybody else looks like really cute and happy. And I am making the most uncomfortable face and I also had just had a blue ring pop um and so I have like ring pop mouth and it's just like so bad and so nobody could use the pictures and it wasn't even like oh don't post a bad picture of your friend because I didn't really care they were like this looks so bad like no one's gonna look at how cute everybody else looks because Kaylee looks like such a fucking weirdo (laughs) so other than that wonderful new year's I had a blast um we went to um this like small bar that our our friend owns and they handed out um miller um high life with like the champagne of beers that's what i had at midnight it was really really good time um but on this week's podcast i wanted to talk about the creative process you guys ask me about this a lot when i um am asking you for podcast topics because you guys are wondering how it works and um I'm going to kind of talk about the whole cycle of it because it's not just from inspiration and getting the song idea to releasing it. There's so much in between and like in order to get the song idea, you have to live. And so there's this process that is live, write, record, release, tour, repeat. And um, I've been on an endless cycle of that since like 2015. So um, so we're going to talk about what each of those looks like, where I'm at now and um, how like they've played out for me in specific songs and albums. So you guys will see like how it all works together. So the living aspect is the one that I forgot about most often. And I had somebody tell me, it was like right before I went through my six year breakup and, um, it certainly had nothing to do with it, but I remember like after we broke up, I thought back to this conversation. I felt like a little bit better, but, um, the guy, 
uh, he had worked on Taylor Swift's Fearless album. And so I got to like write in a studio with him and my friend Olivia Lane. And there was like this Taylor Swift Grammy just looming over us. It was amazing. But he had said like, you know, if you ever like feel stuck in your music career and, and you don't know what to write about, like go fuck up your life. And we were like, are you kidding me? Like this, like, like, you know, well-respected older guy who has a shit together is like, go fuck up your life. He's like, no, I'm not kidding. Like go fuck up your life. And like, is that great advice? I don't know. Is it effective? And did it certainly work for me? Absolutely. And I think you can interpret that a lot of different ways. It's not like, let's just go like piss off every single person who loves us and, you know, ruin our relationships. But it's like, let's go mix things up. Like, let's go tell somebody what I really, really feel. Whether it's I'm in love with you or I don't like that you've been treating me like this for this long. Like, I interpreted it more like that. And so once my life started to get fucked up, I was like, wow, okay, well, the song ideas keep pouring in. And I'd never felt so inspired. And even though I was like so depressed, I had so many thoughts and feelings on everything all the time. And it was, um, I felt like there's this line in a third eye blind song. That's one of my favorites of all time. It's called Motorcycle Drive-By, and I've, I've thought about getting this tattooed a lot, but um, the line is, I've never felt so alone, and I've never felt so alive, and I felt that to my core during this time period. So that started in, like, 2018, the living aspect of open book specifically, and honestly, just my life. I did so much living in 2018, but I, um, I didn't, I released, like, a pop, oh, what did I release? I released the pop remix of awake yes i think so right i don't know you guys would know better oh no 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 no. i released the awake ep in january i went on tour and then by late spring um i went through the breakup and like wasn't releasing or touring um and i was doing shows here and there and i did like an acoustic tour in walmart shout out to if anybody saw me there um that was really fun but it was like that the process of 2018 was majority living wise. And I have a hard time doing any aspect of the creative process simultaneously, um, aside from living and writing. So first up is living, go out, you know, kiss some boys and, you know, text them bizarre things at three in the morning when you've had too much to drink and then wonder why they won't text you back and repeat, repeat, repeat. Did a lot of that. It was weird. I was single for the first time at like 24. I literally had not been single since I was 17. And so like, I was like, what the fuck is Bumble? And I, then I was like, oh, nope, don't want to do that. But while I did do that, it was fun. (laughs) Um, So I, I learned a lot and I got a lot of song ideas. And like, basically what I did during that time period was I started a lot of songs and I wrote a lot of stuff down and I you know, got a lot of ideas, but I wasn't necessarily writing every single day. And it was also the first time I'd ever taken time for myself and just like gone out and made friends and done things. And it was a really, like, I was so heartbroken at the time, but looking back, 2018 was one of the most eventful and like, I don't want to say happiest because it wasn't, it was like one of the coolest years of my life, like the amount of things I got to do. So I went out to LA and I was, you know, making new friends out there and having all these crazy adventures. Like, um, it was, it was a really cool time. So that was like the living aspect of open book. And then, you know, the really bad stuff happened. I lost my sister and obviously like that led 
lent itself to a whole nother type of inspiration, which was not really inspiration. It was like, just had to get it out. Um, and so that, that happened in January of 2019. And so February of 2019, because I was like so traumatized, um, all I did was write like that. I didn't even like, I had no desire to do anything else. Like playing shows was even kind of hard for me. Like I did a few and, um, but I just was writing and going out and making horrible decisions afterwards and repeat. And, you know, that was like my heartbreak amnesty thing. And, um, just having to do that. And so I wrote the majority of open book in February, 2019. And I'd been working on the album and knew I was doing an album for like a year. And so it was just bizarre to like have everything in the 11th hour come together and make this record. And it was a really, really special time. Um, so it's like, you take all that inspiration you've been hoarding for a year and then you just vomit it out. And I get on these like writing sprees where I just can't stop. And a lot of times I can kick that off just by doing it and focusing on writing and very little else. Um, and so that's like, was a really great time to do that. And that led to most of y'all's favorite songs on open book. I think the only, there were like two on there, um, that I wrote not in that time period. Like, hold on, let me go look at this. So we have, I wrote Alice in Wonderland Roughly around that time period, I wrote Escape, I wrote Effie Forever, um, Gatsby, Too Much to Say, The World Keeps Spinning, Thank God Your Man, Vices, Angry Butterfly. I wrote all of those like in the two months before we recorded. And then the ones that I had written earlier were Lullaby, which I wrote summer of 2018, Messy, which I wrote summer of 2018, and Big Houses, which is the only one um, I wrote before the breakup. So that would have been like early, early 2018. Um, and then the one I wrote, wrote the day after the breakup, like it was a tough song to write. Um, but it was also like my only option that day. Like we had just broken up. I went into the studio with my friend Savannah Kais and Skip Black, my producer, um, and just like vomited it out. But those were the only ones that weren't from, like, I wrote most of that album all in like such a short period of time. So when I get on fire, I can't slow myself down. And I'm very looking, like very much so looking forward to the next phase of that um, but after writing you have to record hey guys you know what this playground could use a wine country huh a redwood forest would be cool ski slopes wait did we just invent california discover why california is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. 
You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. So the recording process is a lot faster than the living and writing process. Um, Some people, you know, record over a long period of time. I would get started on some demos. Like we did one for the song, The One, um, the day we wrote it and used a lot of that in the final track. But most of it we did all in April of 2019. And then for I Got Here By Accident, we did most of that in April of 2020. 21. So that's a April seems to be a good time. Um, So hopefully things will shape up this year where that's the next time I'll be in the studio. But um, the recording process is like my personal favorite way to do it is I don't like to stay in the studio forever. Um, Like Skip and I, when we made open book, we just were there for two weeks straight, I think. And he did a lot of work on his own when I wasn't there. Um, and, and Butch and I, when we did it, I got here by accident. It was just like a week and we just go in and like create a routine. And I really like that aspect. So like going in, I get my coffee and, um, we start like tracking the instrumentals and do all of that and like do scratch vocals and decide what we want it to sound like and play production references and be like oh I want to borrow that from this song and like bring this in here and make this feel like this and let's add a mandolin or let's add a string part or anything like that and um get the bones of the song down and then kind of build it out from there and so each day ends up being like one to two songs max and then after those songs are done, that's when we did the vocals. So I guess in a, in total, it was about a, probably like a, like three weeks. Um, and in between recording the instrumentals and recording the vocals, I went to Disneyland. So that was really fun. Or Disney World, Disney World, um, which was a very, very fun time. So I got to do a little bit of living in between that. But yeah, I mean, I would just wake up every day, go to the studio, stay there, go home, go to sleep. I wasn't going out, wasn't drinking, wasn't partying, wasn't hanging out with anybody, really. I just was so singularly focused on making the record, and that was really, really special. So um, that happens all at once, for sure. And so after recording, you know, you have the period of time where you're deciding on mixes and, like, sending them back and be like, I want this louder, I don't like this part, or I want to retract this, which I try to avoid... um, I don't like going back and over editing things. I think you lose something special. So I just try really hard to get it right the first time. And um, I'm going to sound like like a, but um, I get compliments from producers a lot because I do my vocals really quickly and I like nail it really fast. And um, that's not like I had to work really hard in order to be able to do that. And truthfully, it's because I realized that I would waste less of my time and less of everybody else's time if while we were writing the song, I internalized the melody and the lyrics like as fast as I could as we're creating them. Because I mean, you do a vocal and the song didn't exist two hours before then. So it's kind of overwhelming. Um, But I, uh, 
would will just like try really hard to internalize it as I go and figure out how I want to sing. So on the lyric sheet that I'm writing, I'll like put little dashes or um, dot, dot, dots, like ellipses and, and all these different things to like sort of as like shorthand to tell me how to sing it so that when I'm tracking the vocal, I'm not like, oh, I actually want to do this differently. Like I already know. And so like Butch and I, when we did that, and I also had a lot of time to live with the songs for I Got Here By Accident, but Butch was like, holy shit, you're so good. And I'm like, well, I just came very prepared, sir, because I don't want to waste your very valuable time. And he's like, thank you. <laughs> um, but so that's like a, an important part of the recording process and just like being prepared when you go in there. Um, and I'm not a big preparing person, uh, admittedly so, but that's like one time where I don't actually like love being in the studio. Like I get really tired by the end of the day. I think it's probably because I have to sit still and you know, the whole ADHD thing. Um, but I like, I like it when it's efficient and it's constantly moving, but it's the sitting there. Like I have to bring stuff to like color or like craft or do something. So like during the downtime, like my brain's still moving, which is definitely an ADHD thing for sure. So when you're done recording, there's the releasing part of it. And, um, that that's like equal parts fun and terrifying. Like it's so fast paced. So I'm able to keep up and like stay mentally engaged. And I have a really good time doing that, but it's also like you have all this lead up and you do all this press and like, you know, like every project except for, you know, the pandemic ones, like you go to New York and, um, I would like go play for Vivo and go to CMT and, um, go by, like, you know, you, you push everything to streaming services and you're like working on the artwork and there's this huge, huge, huge buildup. And then there's, you release it and you're like, oh, okay. So that's over. And it's like so fast. And, um, I, I'm actually going to like quote John Mayer a few times in this because he's made some really, really astute observations, but he talks about the releasing process and how like how awful it is to work so hard on something and then you just like put it in the universe and it's just done. And I know it's not done, but it certainly feels like it is because you just had something to funnel all your energy into. And then you just have to like sit back and wait and like you can work hard with promoting it and stuff, but you're still sitting back and waiting to see if people are going to like it. And that is a very, very bizarre feeling. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, 
Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. So a lot of this, like I only have so much creative energy and um, I can do things to sort of replenish that that well um, and, you know, like journaling and writing down song ideas and the whole living aspect of it and um, watching movies and reading books that inspire me and I do this thing where when I'm reading a book, um, I read a lot of books that have like a very lyrical prose to them and um, I'll like dog ear the bottom of the pages if there's like a passage in there that I find particularly inspiring and that's really really cool to um to like go back and like look at what stuck and and what really like impacted me from that book and like get song ideas from there so like there's things you can do to work that muscle but all creative energy is kind of the same like it's still the same part of my brain so coming up with a podcast idea and coming up with a song idea are they, they utilize the same section of my brain. And so when I do too much at the same time, I'm like so tired from creating this one thing that I don't have the energy to write a song. And it sounds kind of snowflakey. Like I know that like, oh, I can't write a song today. But it's like, <laughs> it's so hard sometimes. Like you're just sitting there and you're like, pulling your feelings out of your brain and your heart and you're just like yanking them like a clown like taking scarves out of his sleeve and you just can't like eventually you're like I don't have any more scarves I've given you all of my scarves and that's exactly what it feels like um but John Mayer talked about how he kind of struggled because Twitter used the same um kind of energy that he, his songs did. And I thought that was so fascinating and he was totally right. Um, but he said that, uh, and it was in a, um, interview where he talked about, he had done it at, um, Berkeley college of music where he'd gone to school, but he said that, um, he said, I realized about a year ago that I couldn't have a complete thought anymore. And I was a tweetaholic. I had four million Twitter followers and I was always writing on it. And I stopped using Twitter as an outlet And I started using Twitter as the instrument to riff on. And it started to make my mind smaller and smaller and smaller. And I couldn't write a song. And that's so true. Like, that's what it feels like. And so, like, I always, like, joke that, like, if I'm tweeting, I'm not, I'm probably not writing because I have to get it out. So to the same, like, end of the spectrum where if I have too much, like, if I have too much required of me in the creative aspect, like I'm going to run out of ideas. If I have too little required of me, I'm going to have so many ideas that I need to like do something. And so I truly can't take that much time off from writing. And if I do like just to, you know, for my health, my mental health, um, 
and I'm doing the living aspect, like I find other things to get into. So when I was in, in 2018, like I was doing a lot of drawing and a lot of yoga and a lot of things that, um, were kind of abstract and fun and creative and, um, lots of like, I got really into, um, like reading more for sure. Like reading is probably the number one thing I do when I'm not writing a song. And, but sometimes like if I haven't written a song in too long, I'm like, I need to write a book. I always come back to that. Like, I'm always like, I need to write a book and, um, or like I'll write an unprompted essay on a topic and I'm like, I'm not in college. I didn't even go to college. No one has asked me to write an essay on gender studies, but here I am taking it upon myself to do it. And I'm like, I need to write a song. So right now where I'm at in the creative process is, um, I did the living aspect in 2021. I lived a lot as I told you guys about on last week's episode, there was a lot going on emotionally and I'm still kind of trying to figure out how to write about friendships and, um, those kind of dissolving the same way that I would write about a relationship because it hurts just as much. So I'm like, why is it harder for me to write about? And I think it's because it's just easier to write about a breakup because I've always done it and everyone's always done it. And like articulating the loss of a 15 year friendship is a lot harder. Um, like I lost my best, best friend of all time, um, during my, my breakup and, um, I've never been able to write a song about it. And truthfully, I think that part of me mourning, um, that relationship was mourning the relationships I lost with it. And I lost my natural best friend and my childhood best friend. And then that happened again. And, um, both were like sort of to each other. So like, these people all hang out without me and it's just a very weird feeling. And so I'm like, I have not been able to articulate that into a song, but I've never hurt like I have in these two situations. Like it's just, I mean, seeing your childhood best friend and your adult best friend be best friends without you is a very weird feeling. Um, and it's happened twice, which is like, um, and I had this like thought, I wrote this song that I really, really like. I wrote it with Sam and my friend Hannah Avison, and it's called Toxic Friend. And it's like, what if I'm the toxic friend? Cause, but then I told my therapist was like, well, Kaylee, um, toxic people don't usually sit around and have panic attacks about how they're the toxic person. I'm like, okay. And obviously, like, I think toxic is such a dismissive term because we've all been toxic. And, like, just reducing somebody to their worst moments like that is not really the best thing to do. And it's very victim-y you know, to be like, oh, they're toxic, they're toxic. And sometimes they just fucking are. Um, but I don't want to like say every single person in my life who I don't talk to anymore is toxic. It's just maybe we weren't compatible anymore, didn't know how to love each other in the appropriate way anymore. Um, but that being said, like, I also had this epiphany in therapy where I was like, well, if I was the toxic friend, I've never once in my entire life had somebody cut me off because they felt like I was mentally draining them or not being a good friend to them. Like I've gotten in fights with people for sure, but nobody's ever cut me off. And I've always been the person who's been like, I need to walk away from this because this hurts and I'm holding on to an electric fence. And so I was like, okay, I can't really be that bad if no one else has ever taken the step back. And it's always just been me doing that. So anyways, man, I was just want to tell myself, but 
No, I'm just kidding. I talked to my therapist about it. And I try to like get her to be really, really honest with me. Um, Cause I just, I'm like, I'm not here for you to tell me I'm right. If I wanted to be told I was right, I would talk to a friend who I know will enable me. And we all need those friends sometimes, but I'm here to be better and not to like hear that I'm perfect and do everything right. Like that's not the point of therapy. That's a big waste of money. So that was a little bit of a tangent, but that's how I really feel. And like weirdly enough, those situations that have affected me so deeply, I like can't figure out a way to write about. So hopefully I'll be able to do that. But the next thing for me is um, I'm going to LA in two weeks and or like 10 days and I'm going to be there for a full month and I'm really going to miss my cats. I'm really upset about that, but um, I'm going to be writing like every single day. And the, the great part of being in LA is there's really nothing to distract myself with. Like I can go out and hang out with my friends and like have a good time and, and go explore and all that. But there's not really anything, um, like mundane to distract myself with. Like I, I can't go organize my closet because I'm avoiding doing something else that's more important. And there, there, you know, like none of that exists there. And it's sort of just like a simple existence where I'm just like, I have a bedroom and I, I cook food and I write songs and I go explore and that's it. And it's very, it's a very kind of like sacred part of the process for me. And as I'm exploring new genres and all that, like going out to LA to not just write for other people's projects, but to write for my own is going to be really, really cool. I have some really exciting writes that I'm fucking pumped about that I can't wait to tell you guys about and hopefully I get something very good but I think this is going to be a really good period of time where I remember who I am um because I haven't written in so long and like I've kind of lost sight of that a little bit because that's what I feel like my purpose is so when I'm not doing it I'm like why am I here and that's not going to get me anywhere so I'm excited to be able to just go throw myself into it write live all of that but that's my creative process it's a little bit all over the place but I find like organizing it into those five categories live write, record release oh yeah and tour like those are that's the best way to um, kind of approach it and to recognize when I'm in one part of the creative process and kind of just try to tunnel vision and like live in that one and not try to do too much else and I'm very blessed to get to do that. I'm very blessed to get paid to be a songwriter. Um, that's pretty nuts. I mean, obviously you don't make that much money, but I pay my rent by writing songs and that's definitely something to be thankful for. So thank you guys, because without you, I wouldn't be able to do that. Thank you for giving me a job. Thank you. Um, by bones for giving me this podcast. Cause that's really nice too. And, um, I am really excited to see what comes of this trip. So the rest of my podcasts for January and part of February are going to be, um, live from Los Angeles. So we'll, well, not live. Okay. Anyways, I'm just going off now. Thank you guys so much for listening. My name is Kayla Shore. This is too much to say. I'll see you next week. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, 
fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.